0: What big free agent spender might already be having buyer's remorse with their expensive prize? Where does the value lie in the Colts tight end core? And which Chiefs running back represents the best bang for the buck in FFPC draft? Plus, the 2018 FFPC Genesis champion, John Walter, joins us to break down his strategy and thought process from this year's draft and more. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gerzak is here. I'm Eric Kaufman. Stick around. Your HSFF hour starts now. Get your hands, everybody, if you got what it takes. Because I'm reps and
1: I'm on the mic and premieres on the break.
0: all of you balkaholics and Gerzak and addicts. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. I'm, of course, your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is, as always, the patron saint of fantasy football, the Dizzle, Dave Gerzak. Coming up on tonight's show, which AFC North tight end is back on our radar? We play a Would You Rather with the brand spanking new Saints tight end, Jared Cook, and John Walter, the defending FFPC Genesis champ. We'll drop by to discuss how he assembled this year's team, what he has cooking over at Dynasty Football Factory, and much more. Shout-out to the chat room right now. I know the 26ers are in um, live and in full effect in there uh, tonight. Uh, Two Packer joining us while drafting an FFPC satellite draft tonight, too. That'll be fun. Feel free to post any questions you all might have in there. If you want to connect with us on Twitter, at HSFFR, at Eric Walkman, at David Gerzak, John is on Twitter at DFF underscore JWalt. Uh, Facebook.com slash HSFOR 347-426-3682-347 GameOba. HighstakesFantasyFootball at gmail.com is where to email us. Producer and mutual friend uh, Rob is uh, doing the audio engineering and producing tonight as uh, normal audio engineer and best friend Bryce is commissioned drafts tonight for the FNPC. I'm fill us up. He's double duty, man. What what can you do? That's uh disembodied voice you're hearing. That's the Dizzle. Dizzle, how are you? I'm um, great. How are you? Are you gonna be on your game? This is a Thursday night show, so I'm not sure if you're gonna be able to bring the thunder like you normally do. Oh yeah, well, I'm ready to rock and roll, man. Okay. We are uh, the one thing that Rob and I did not put in the rundown that you brought up before the show. Remind me. Talk a little bit about Antonio Calloway at the bottom of the hour. That's, yeah. that's one thing I want to get to. He's so slow that anything good coming out. It, well, the news is not slow at the FFPC <laughs> right now. I'll tell you that. Uh, Dynasty starts forming this weekend at MyFFPC.com. They're starting Saturday morning. Those are slow drafts, so make sure you're jumping in those. Uh, the best ball, super flex, and double ups, obviously always available at MyFFPC.com. backer can tell you all about those since he is drafting one tonight. Uh, Early bird going on for the main event until – um may 31st so you got 15 days left to get in on that main event early bird save 100 dollars off your first team 350 dollars off each additional team and for each team you buy you will get entered into that uh, pros versus joe's challenge to try to be a joe and uh, take on the best the industry has to offer if you win your 12 team lead you're going to get a main event entry to the ffpc uh, main event in 2020 and remember, that FFPC main event, up to $500,000 grand prize, a $3.2 million Ooh. prize pool. Football Guys Players Championship, early bird going on right now as well. Hop in that. Let's get into tonight's guest. He's been uh, waiting very patiently here. as We are starting the show at 9.04. I want to point that out, Dave. 9.04 Central Time. they great, great job. You're really awesome. Two minutes ahead of time. Uh, he's been playing in the FFPC Dynasty Leagues for three years, is a member of 326 or 250 FFPC Dynasty Leagues. He was the top point leader. In Genesis and the Revelations draft, in his first year in 2018, had a lot of success in the FFPC best ball format, as well as cashing in the FFPC World Famous Playoff Challenge. He's a part-time writer for Dynasty Fantasy Football Factory. You follow him on Twitter, at DFF underscore J. Walt. Please welcome in the 2018 defending FFPC Genesis champion, Mr. John Walter. John, how the hell are you on this Thursday evening?
2: Hey, fellas. I'm uh, doing great this evening. Uh, how the heck are you? I hear Dave's got uh, – his daughter's got a birthday coming up. It
1: just passed.
2: Yeah, it just passed. Yeah.
1: You, I have a birthday coming up. <laughs> uh-huh. Since <laughs> in two days, myself and Reggie Jackson were born on the same day. I did
2: not
0: know it was Reggie Jackson's birthday. You're celebrating on Saturday, right, Dizzle? Yeah, that's, celebrating on Saturday by taking my wife to the airport so she can go to Germany. Exactly. For idea. So really we're celebrating as soon as she leaves. So you're spending your 68th birthday all alone. <laughs> that's right. That's uh, Wow, that's good Uh John, by the way, congratulations are in order as you are expecting uh, your first child coming up in August, I believe?
2: <laughs> yeah, um, pretty funny. Uh, expecting our first, our first baby August 1st, uh, just before the thick of the NFL season begins. So I'm going to have to figure out a way of you know, how I'm going to grind my football uh, with a little one, but we're both very excited.
1: But you're you're a lot smarter than my radio partner here Baltimore. He had sex with his wife at the long time of the year, and then he, he has to leave the main event, you know, right on Sunday morning thanks to his kid being born, and now he has to leave early.
0: My kid, but John, okay, first of all... Um, August is fine. <laughs> August, early August is first, fine. First of all, the dizzle is fake newsing you a little bit here. My kid was born um, basically a month uh, early so like i had it planned out right wow. his due date was like october 6th his due date was october 6th he was born on september 9th He was supposed to be born in week four uh yeah exactly <laughs> uh, sports betting man lance service actually i think he, he put out on twitter he's like uh after i announced like oh uh, you know welcome to the world lucas mark balkman he's like yeah he just he had to get out for week one of the nfl season this <laughs> <he did."> yeah that <laughs> was well, one of those things that, that you'll have well congratulations to you on that thank you Uh, tell us what you do for uh for a living john when you're uh when you're not crushing genesis and ffpc dynasty and and satellite leagues
2: ah yes sir um so i i live in overland park kansas uh so real close to kansas city and uh i own my own personal training studio here in town uh where i also train people out of and that's what i do
0: Personal oh. trainer Dave, any uh, any um, any questions that you want to ask uh, John? Perhaps on your on your bum hip?
1: Yeah, hey John, can you cure uh, hip osteoarthritis by training? No, I don't think so. Uh, do you stem cell treatment <laughs> or uh, surgery?
2: Well, you know, uh, I, Todd Gurley might be able to help you out with uh, some of his uh, training oh, patterns yeah. that we haven't heard about yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Correct. lots of stretching, Dave. Yeah,
0: yeah. I that. Hey John, since you brought it up, and since it is the uh, the hot the hot topic of conversation, it has been for like the last month. Dave's going to get to his question here in a second, but I don't know if you own Gurley in any of your dynasty leagues. But even for redraft leagues, are, are you look are you targeting him at a value right now? Or are you kind of staying away given the unknowns uh, about his need?
2: Yeah, right now I'm definitely staying away from Gurley. Uh, there's just too much indications that you know there's something going on there. Uh, with them re-signing Malcolm Brown and, uh, you know, trading up so that they could get Daryl Henderson, who I was a big fan of. So, I don't know. I'm kind of off girly right now, which, which stinks, because I think he is a, a great player. And, I mean, he can absolutely, you know, he could be the RB1, you know, <laughs> really at any given point. So, I just, until we hear a little bit of news, I'm just, I'm just going to avoid him.
1: Fair enough. So, actually, this is kind of girly related to maybe a little bit, but maybe he you, you by maybe then, but you the the nine spot in Genesis. Did you have an overall strategy in mind uh, when you are building about building a team, you know, after the nine pick, were you looking at going, and I don't know what your team looks like, by the way, you can talk about that, um, going you know, zero RB or, or or anything along those lines?
2: Yeah, you know, I I try not to really have much of a plan uh, with these types of drafts, uh, especially with uh, the group of 26ers uh, plus um, two-packer. I mean, he, you know, I don't really know what he does, but uh, we, you know, I don't try to do too much about it. I just, (laughs) I let the draft, you know, come to me, I guess you should say. Uh, And I was pretty happy with how I ended up with it. And uh, I just, I try to go by value try not to reach too much at times and just try to try to draft a balanced team with a couple uh, high upside guys. And, you know, I think I did a pretty decent job with that.
0: Yeah. Let's analyze this uh, a little bit, John, as you are the defending champ in this league and, and, uh, trying to, uh, trying to protect that belt going into 2019, Dave. And to be fair, Ron Meyer, is a two-time defending Revelations champion? Yeah. Anyway, just want to get that out there. Yeah, but this gets back to the whole Genesis and Revelations rivalry because I don't think either one of these, um, the the you know the 26ers in Genesis and then the the Revelations uh, stalwarts, I don't think either one of them thinks the other league is worth uh, a pinch of salt for <laughs> Pretty for, much. for for what it's worth. Um, but we'll get into it tonight because we're going to talk about uh, John's team here in Genesis. Uh, Sony Michelle, Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs. They were all still on the board uh, when you were picking at the 309. Instead of those guys, you go with Derrick Henry, a guy who really came on at the end of the 2018 season. Why did you feel that he was the right running back for you there over those other three gentlemen that I mentioned?
2: Right. I mean, just like you said, you know, Henry came on strong at the end of the year when they finally decided to just give him the ball and just let him run with it. And, I mean, he took off. And I think Tennessee kind of had to look themselves in the mirror and be like, okay, should we let Mariota throw the ball with, uh, you know, an elbow that he can't even feel? Or uh, should we give the ball to our giant running back there, Henry? And I I just think that he is in line to get the most touches on that team. And uh, I think he's going to get the ball more than Aaron Jones and Sonny Michelle. I was definitely torn on Josh Jacobs. It was between him and Henry. And I just decided to go with Henry because We're not really sure what the Raiders have in store for Josh Jacobs, especially since he never, uh, you know, he never showed that he could be the bell cow back at Alabama. You know, whether that's his fault or Saban just wanting to mix different backs in there, I I just feel Henry was the, the safer pick right there.
0: Yeah, Damian Harris is going to the Patriots, obviously going to compete with touches for Sonny Michelle. The Packers still have Jamal Williams, and then they invested. Granted, a day three pick, but still a, a back I'm excited about as a Packers fan and Dexter Williams. And then you have uh, Josh Jacobs being, as you mentioned, John, the great unknown in Oakland, uh, certainly Derrick Henry, the probably the safest bet for the most amount of touches there, Dave. Uh, let's, yeah. talk about, uh, yeah. shift from let's talk about shifting running backs. Oh, go ahead, John. I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: Yeah, so I just wanted to – pitch in there uh, about Damian Harris. I was pretty shocked that they, that the Patriots took him there. And, you know, I immediately kind of was thinking a lot about it. And I think Damian Harris uh, got drafted to a wonderful situation. And I, it, it was surprising that they are doing that with Sony Michelle there already. Uh, but to me, they're drafting him to be the LeGarrette Blunt role who had, you know, what, like 15, some touchdowns the year that he was the short yardage guy. And if, I, if I'm a Sony Michelle owner, I'd be a little concerned about that because I think Damian Harris is a, is a good all-around back. He's not, you know, super special athletically, but he's very similar to Mark Ingram. He just gets the job done.
1: You know, actually, I have a question in a second, but I agree with you about Damian Harris. I find that just because Jacobs got drafted, and, you know, there, there, there were teammates, Jacobs and Harris teammates, there's people who think that Harris is a better back. Yeah, they he actually all produce Jacobs. And there's an areas in which he was more athletic, so I, I feel like especially in dynasty rookie drafts, instead of the one hundred and one, you take Jacobs, you, who's in a great situation, that's what I was kind of asking, you take Harris at like the two twelve or two hundred eight, two hundred nine. He's going pretty late in those drafts,
0: and he's a quality back. Maybe yeah. you have to wait through his first contract to, to see anything, but maybe not. So. I'm with you on that. Just shifting focus to redraft right now, Damien Harris, I can tell you, is going at the 13.02 in FFPC best balls for offense wow. no. sake. That is right, right behind the uh, Buccaneers running back uh, duo of Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones, Dante Foreman going right ahead of Harris. Harris going right in front of Matt Breida, Dion Lewis, and Kalen Balazs. <laughs> in, in ffpc best ball draft right now uh good running back conversation there real quick uh let's switch to uh, receiver and tyler boyd dave I like, how can i not think that There would be a bad running back.
1: that's an awesome that's you don't have a problem, problem with bellage <laughs> that's a great it's name like a friend, it's a French name it's like the Balazs. it's like a fruity name let and me so let, like let, let me ask
0: you this what if he was a receiver would you like him more than that no. yeah you, you're tell, okay what about um what about a quarterback no, I wouldn't like that either. Well, there's the Dolphins draft a quarterback named Kalen Bullock, and you're like, Kalen, oh, that's even that's Oh, that's that's, for, to that's, that's you are it's very it's too effeminate for the NFL. Dave, you're an incredibly smart individual, and as far as like gauging players on their looks and their names, <laughs> your judgment normally impeccable. Not here. Kalen Bullock is a fantastic name. All right, put right. on a Twitter poll. Is Kalen Balage a good name? You good that. football name. Go uh, Tyler Boyd's a good football. We're,
1: name. Yeah, we're gonna stick with Tyler Boyd He's he sent him as a five oh similar with the odd number routes because the evens don't matter. About a round ahead of the normal uh ADP. I love I love Tyler Boyd, I'm going so whatever you say, I'm gonna agree with. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about why you like. <laughs> Tyler Boyd, twenty eighteen was not a fluke. Is A D. Green getting hurt? Talk about Tyler Boyd for the Boyd for twenty nineteen.
2: Yeah, uh so I'm I'm with uh Balky there. I I think Kalen Ballage is a, is a heck of a name, but uh back to Tyler Boyd, you know, I got him I got him in the what was it? I think the late 5th round. Uh and he's my third receiver and at that time, you know, you're you're under the gun with uh you know, the 26ers all are all around you and you got to make your pick and I was pretty happy with Boyd as my third receiver just because I think he's very steady. You know, I, I, he had a great year last year, and half of his time was with uh, uh, Jeff Driscoll as his quarterback. So, you know, with a healthy Andy Dalton and A.J. Green back, I, I don't see any way that Boyd doesn't stay as a solid wide receiver three with, you know, potential to be a wide receiver two. You know, he was top 20. Was he, like? he was
1: receiver 15, wasn't he? he I was oh, there you up. go. And he was doing – I think his in-split numbers with A.J. Green were better than out of split. I thought I, I thought I saw that. Oh, like,
0: he, was, he was better when the, the yeah, coverage. Yeah, he was better yeah, when yeah. was there and healthy. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, that's – well, and, and here's, here's the thing. It's like, are you really going to be all that upset if A.J. Green were to go down again and Tyler Boyd becomes the number one target on that, on that right. offense? No, you're not going to be upset. Right. And even if he doesn't, as you just pointed out, Dave – Tyler Boyd was actually better with A.J. Green last year than without. So, uh, all good points there. I'm bringing up Tyler Boyd right now and, and how he finished last year among receivers. Dave, what did you say you thought he was? You thought he was top 15 or, or actually wide receiver 15?
1: 15, 15.
0: 15th or so overall. Also, Tyler Boyd. Uh, yeah, actually, you are dead on. Wide receiver 15.
1: All right, cool. A row of his had a on score and Boyd actually had a super high on score coming out. And so I was. I got lucky enough to grab him in waivers and a bunch of dynasty leagues last year, as well as redraft. And anyone grabbing Boyd last year just couldn't be happier, I think. I
0: think he's here to stay, too. Yeah, and I'll say this, too, about um, Tyler Boyd. This is a guy that I actually um, was pretty excited about uh, when he was um, in college. And I, I was like, you know, you know, you see these receivers, and sometimes you don't think that their skills are going to translate to the pro game. And I actually was like, man, I think Tyler Boyd's going to be a pretty good pro. And then he just he got a yeah. you know he just didn't break out for whatever reason, um, but now he looks great. I was thrilled that I got him. Well, nobody cares about my fantasy team. Let's skip that. Um, Tyler Boyd <laughs> is going off the board right now as wide receiver and wide receiver twenty seven in FFPC draft. That's at, a deal, man. At the, the six eleven in FFPC best balls uh, for for. References sake, again, I'll bring this up, the three receivers going in front of him, Allen Robinson, Jarvis Landry, and Mike Williams. Right after him, it's Tyler Lockett, Alshon Jeffrey, and Corey Davis. Uh, so there you go on Tyler Boyd. I think he's a tremendous value there. Uh, and and I, and John, I don't think you overdrafted him either. I, I think that was a solid pick there All at right. the uh, at the end of the fifth. We're, we're talking with John Walter, who you can follow on Twitter at DFF underscore well, JWalt. Check out his work at DynastyFootballFactory.com. dot com. He is the defending champion of the FFPC Genesis League. Let's talk about the uh, as Dave pointed out. The odd-numbered uh, rounds here. Uh, at the ninth overall pick of the seventh round, you got T.J. Hawkinson, and you made him your starting tight end there. He was the 12th one off the board in the Genesis draft. Now, honestly, you think he's in for a solid rookie season. How big could that seat, this rookie season be for Hawkinson in Detroit, considering that, by and large, we don't really see rookie tight ends blowing up their first year. Your thoughts on Hawkinson uh, from a 2019 scope?
2: Yeah. I, uh, you know, going into the draft, I thought Hawkinson was, was definitely the top tight end and uh, being drafted top 10 of the lions solidified that point. You know, I, I wasn't trying to wait on tight end. Uh, it's just all the other tight ends started going quicker than I thought they would, or at least before I would want to draft them. And uh, so I, you know, I took, I took Hawkinson there, you know, they've got Jesse James. So, Jesse James can be the blocker and uh, the guy that kind of uh, just does the dirty stuff while you know that frees up Hawkinson and I think Stafford is still a very good quarterback. They've got plenty of weapons there, and you know i see I see no reason why Hawkinson can't be relevant in fantasy year one. I know it's a big it's a big jump, you know the first year for uh, rookie tight ends, and we don't see it very often. Uh, but I, he's so talented and athletic that I don't see any reason why he can't be at least a top 12 tight end this year.
0: Dave, Hawkinson, top 12 tight end? Agree, or agree.
1: I think it's actually I do think it's possible.
0: Yeah. Um, it helps that it's Matt Patricia, who has had a front row seat for the prime of Rob Gronkowski's career, coaching him in Detroit, and the fact that, You know, there's no Golden Tate in Detroit anymore. You're having Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. I think Hawkinson could be a reliable target over the middle. And he's a guy that, you know, every – I don't think there's ever been a tight end that has not had to improve his blocking to be on, you know, on par with being an every down tight end in the NFL. And I think Hawkinson does too. But I think the learning curve with him should be a a little bit less steep than it is for some other tight ends. So I think he'll be out there. Volume should be no problem with Hawkinson. I think he can – you know, he's going to have his – rough stretches from now and then, but uh, but I think he's the type of guy that you can more than likely count on him uh, as an every week starter going forward in, in FFPC. And, and maybe he'll be uh, rising up draft boards. We'll see as we get closer to, to Vegas and the main event. I bet he does. I bet he does. Might, he might keep moving up. Um, you know, it's, I, I don't – I've never – thought of you as a Carolina Panthers fan. Oh,
1: sure, but you. when
0: I look back on sure, I when you. I look back on a lot of the players that you liked <laughs> over the years, they seem to be a lot of Panthers. <laughs> Steve Steve the Icon Smith. Yeah. DJ Moore. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. And then this next gentleman we're going to talk about. You've been talking I don't like since, Cam Newton a lot of times. It, it, did you really? Well, I like I like Cam because he's always available in like the Kentucky oh, yeah. yeah. back the 11th round. Bro, That is true. Um but this next gentleman we're going to talk about this is a player that, yes, Curtis Samuel. that you've been talking up uh, to me yes, off air. I, I, I
1: hate him because none of these people, I was going to say the D word, in any of my age, age will, will trade him to me. I offer him like second round picks. They, they won't sell him. It's like he's not worth that support, supposedly, but he, they won't sell him. Anyway, you got Curtis Samuel. It's 1109. Um, tell us what you think about Curtis Samuel. He's the number two wide receiver. They got rid of Funky, They pawned him off. They let him go as a free agent. So it's, it's Curtis Samuel. What do you think?
2: yeah um well, first off, I really hope that he has a breakout year because I've got him in in two of the three uh 26er leagues uh my boy spree at last uh hated me for that, but I picked him up on waiver wires in the middle of the year last year uh but yeah i i mean I think that Curtis Samuels a stud you know I loved his uh tape from Ohio State when he was coming out as a rookie yeah i I think he ran like a four three forty. Uh, and uh, you know he got uh, he got hurt that first year unfortunately, and I think that set him back. I think he broke his ankle fairly bad, and you know th- that set him back, and he didn't even really start playing again until midpoint of uh, last year, and that's really when he started taking off. And you know I don't know if he's going to offer week to week success, uh, but I can see him you know contributing and being a, a wide receiver three in fantasy leagues. I you know combined with uh, DJ Moore. And Christian McCaffrey and Ian Thomas, and you know if Greg Olson is going to play or not, the the Panthers have a have a good uh, set of weapons there.
0: Dave, you have I know I know you have more thoughts on the Panthers' offense here. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Um, Curtis Samuel was wide receiver 24
1: last year from weeks eight to 16. Okay. He's a, he, was, he was a low MWR2 last year from weeks 8 to 16. When Cam was dimmed up, it, you know, Cam was, you know, wasn't doing well. No, he wasn't. He was dumping it off McAfee like crazy. His shoulder was messed up. I mean, and now this, I think that this, is third, this is Samuel's third year? That sounds right, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, his first year was kind of marred by injury, coming back off those issues. And the second year, he kind of broke out, I think, late. I mean, and I know a lot of people who actually were using him as a
0: starter late in the season. Right. John, let me pose this question to you first, and then I want to ask Dave and get his thoughts. Is there anything wrong with, or is it a smart decision? Is it a stupid decision? Is it a right decision? Is it a wrong decision, let's say, to build a team that features Christian McCaffrey, um, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel. Is there anything wrong with that in your opinion, or is that not something you would recommend?
2: Well, for superfan Dave of, of the Panthers, I, I'm not sure the correct answer on that one. Uh, but we'll see, you know, I, I would probably say no, just because uh, we don't know what Cam Newton's doing right now. Is his shoulder okay? Is it not? You know, are we going to see Will Greer in there? So I would probably have to lean no. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Hey, thanks a lot, man. You know, my wife and I, my, my 16-year-old,
1: she's 16. Once he was to college, we're moving to Charlotte. We're getting the hell out of Wisconsin. Charlotte, really? Yeah, we're moving to North Carolina. Man. Where they is. held
0: the uh, – the, uh, Political convention for Selena Meyer and the uh, Dave. <laughs> I don't know if he noticed that or not. Yeah, I'm not
1: even sure what, the, what if, if she's
0: a Democrat or a Republican. That's the that's, yeah, that's that's so 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 part of the genius of that show. Is Would you Springer? There, you're our friend? He's in. He lives right outside Charlotte. Yeah, Actually, I, I almost got stranded in Charlotte um, uh, coming back from our cruise a month or so ago, and okay. I, and uh, I texted him to see if I could bunk up with him <laughs> that night. Um, no, you're Dave. Uh, you know, you don't have. To, I mean, obviously, you have to invest in the caper. You have to invest more. Uh, to a certain point. And, and Samuel, it's, it's not a huge draft pick. Is that, I mean, would you, would, you have, would you consider building, or perhaps you're already planning on building some teams featuring all three of those Panthers players on one squad? Drafting me? In? Yeah. Um, John said he would not do it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have a problem
1: with it. You know, I, I kind of.
0: Um, or maybe we could throw Samuel out of the equation, more and McCaffrey well, in McCaffrey. I case. have more
1: McCaffrey on a lot of teams. Oh, you but. do? Okay. Well, that's but, a dynasty. I, that's a little bit different. Oh, well, you're talking about a redraft? Redraft,
0: yeah. Yeah, actually, I would I would actually consider for the, just the two receivers for sure. And then would you also get Cam? Would you target Cam? Yeah, I would look at the whole offense okay. and, and try to, you know, take it all Inspire in the game. that Panthers-colored <laughs> bullet? I would. I
1: would actually I would do that with the Cardinals this year one, too, by the way. I would say, oh, God, here I would, we go. Uh, yeah, I would say, you know, dude, this is super cheap. Isabella's is cheap. Hakeem Butler's cheap. These are rookie fans. And uh, Christine Kirk's not that super expensive. David Johnson, is pretty good. And then uh, Tyler Murray, I mean, Bill, full area offense. This is going to be a team with a top – Top 10, maybe top 5 in
0: offensive play. Who cares if their offensive line sucks ball either? They get the ball in the second. And I'll say this. Now, they did make some some additions to that uh, to that, uh, defense this year. They signed a couple of corners in free agency. They obviously got the kid from uh, Terrell Suggs. They got him from Baltimore. The kid. The kid. He's, yeah. he's the youngster. Chandler Jones is still on that team. Patrick Peterson, we found out, was going to be suspended for the first six games of the season. So I don't know if that maybe opens them up to shootouts a little bit more. We'll have to follow that as well. But Davis. Cardinals all the way. Doesn't Drew Maselli live down in, uh, in in that area? No, he, he lives in California, but he vacations Vacations there a lot, yeah. Um, so he vacations there. Perhaps you guys might be going to a couple of Cardinals games this year. I doubt it. No? Okay, <laughs> all right, fair enough. We're talking with 2018 FFPC Genesis champion John Walter joining us here on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour tonight. Let's talk about the Chiefs running backs because you grabbed both Darwin Thompson and James Williams in the Genesis draft, John. Are you... Uh, not a believer in Damian Williams and Carlos Hyde, or were these picks just flat-out lottery tickets to, to hold throughout the preseason before the uh, first waiver run, uh, just to see what happens with these players?
2: Yeah, that's. I think that's the million-dollar question going around uh, Twitter right now. Uh, but being in Kansas City, I'm pretty familiar with the situation. And it's not that I'm not – it's not that I'm not a believer in Damian Williams. I think he's a, a solid player with great hands and speed. I mean, he's a pretty big guy. I just, you know, watching all of the Chiefs games, he doesn't have the power of the middle. And he got stuffed, you know, on third, third and short and goal-to-go situations, you know, multiple times. And once they picked up Carlos Hyde, I immediately, you know, just thought to myself, like, well, there's the short yardage guy. And then they, uh, you know, and then so going to Darwin Thompson and James Williams before the draft, I thought those two were, uh, destined to be, you know, satellite backs in a, in a system. And I, I, I was very pleased watching their tapes. I think they are phenomenal athletes and, and good at what they do. And then the fact that they ended up on the chiefs together is pretty amazing. I, I, both of those guys are are very talented, uh, and uh, James Williams had like 200 catches in his college career, uh, Booby Williams, wow. and so I, you know I I just think that a guy who can catch 200 balls for Andy Reid, I mean that's got to got to be worth something.
0: Jamie Williams is going at the 304 in drafts right now, so if you do like him, you will have to invest heavily into him. Getting him in the third round. He's going ahead of Marlon right. Mack, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, Carrion Johnson, Devontae Freeman. Oh, wow, Devontae Freeman at the end of the third. Never thought I'd see the day. Uh, so that is where Damian Williams is. Going. Sorry. You know, that is such a ridiculous thing <laughs> for you to say uh, on the show, knowing what's at stake with the I Got Five on it that five dollars that that we have with <laughs> <Abraham Lincoln. laughs> well, it. It's that's gonna, a lot of money. It's gonna happen. It's
1: that, gonna it's that's gonna happen. a a green smoothie somewhere. Oh, it's to five
0: juicery downtown.
1: Yeah, we awesome.
0: had I I have Devontae Freeman finishing as a top twelve running back this year, and Dave says he finishes outside the top twelve. Yeah, thank Ooh. you. I'm a happy. <laughs> Never a doubt, John. Don't you worry. Never a <laughs> yeah. doubt. John All right. Politically I'll, talking, not saying I'll, anything. <laughs>
2: I'll keep the faith. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, John, it's, like, Whoa. I don't know if there's any Senate seats in Kansas that are going to be due to open soon, but you should look into that with these uh, answers you're giving us tonight. You are uh, passing us with fine colors. Like hey, John,
1: uh, okay, let's give you another one that's going to be correct. Is there any, you know,
0: some of on the down low, out of the vocal writers. Oh, Tyree Kill. yeah. What's the latest on Tyree Kill? We want, we want Tony, and no one down Right. Yeah. So podcast. no, no one listens. Literally, it's it's us three talking right now. Uh, what's <laughs> the, and and two Yeah. What's the latest on um, on Tyree Kill that you're hearing, and 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 then give us your your feeling on what's going to happen with him for the 2019 season.
2: Oh man, I. I, I honestly, we, we have not heard a single thing here recently. Uh, so everybody has the same knowledge as I do about the Tyree kill situation. I know, you know, the news talks about it constantly and, you know, they drafted Nicole Hardman and, you know, he's going to replace Tyree kill. But, uh, you know, right now, I feel like everybody's just kind of in a holding pattern and there's just nothing, nothing to really go off of, you know, if he's, if he's guilty of a crime, you know, he, he shouldn't play. He, this is his second chance. And the, the Chiefs uh, took him. Uh, but, you know, if if he's, if he's innocent, you know, I think you got to let him play.
1: Excellent. So, you know, recently, I, you know, I, there was a bunch of selling going on early on in the situation. Sure. And now it's kind of calmed down a little bit. So, John, I've right. actually got a recent trade offer in a dynasty league. I own Tyreek Hill. I own him like four leagues of eight. And I've not dealt him at all since. But someone offered me the 208 in a rookie draft for Tyreek Hill. And what would you do in that situation?
2: Oh, I would definitely hold on to Tyreek at that point.
1: Yeah, and that's why I did as well. Because I feel like his value is kind of rebounding a little bit because it's kind of like the no-news-is-good-news thing. And even if they just done a break games, it's like, what is a 208 receiver that's a Miles Boykin type guy? Yeah. Right, maybe Miles Boykin's going to be great, and maybe he will suck. I mean, who knows? Right. But, I mean, if, even if he's great, he's, right? If he even to be Tyreek still great? That's right. the question.
0: And, and, and I think you make a good point there with, uh, with holding on to the proven known asset uh, at, at this point uh, rather than, you know, the wild card that you would get in, in that deal. Uh, I just do want to mention this with Nicole Hartman. Uh, well, first of all, let me talk about Tyreek Hill. I feel like last week we're, there was a lot of reports saying, we're going to find out this week, and we never did. And now here we are at the end of the following week, and we haven't heard anything yet. Um, so your point to no news is good news is, is apropos here. Um, the other thing I'll say about Nicole Hardman, if Hill is suspended, this is a dude who, uh, I just read an article today, has been playing the wide receiver position for two years, was a quarterback before that. He played the wide receiver position for two years at Georgia, which featured you know guys like Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, DeAndre Swift was there last year, um, Todd Gurley. It's a heavy, it, it's historically been, with and by historically, I mean like last half decade, it's been a run-heavy attack there. For Georgia. He is going to an offense that is a pass heavy attack with Patrick Mahomes flying the ball all over the field. Something to consider in rookie drafts. I know we don't know, but certainly the Chiefs I think would have more information than us. <laughs> well, yeah. They, they, they traded up. They they, they trade up for McCole Hardman. Right. There's something there. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, we call him Nicole. Nicole Kidman. I don't. Two Packer does. That's fine. <laughs> By the way, uh, new season of Pretty Little Lies coming out on HBO, a future sponsor of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. Check that out. Meryl Streep joining the cast. Let's get you uh, some listener emails here for you, John. Al in Lawton, Oklahoma. What's up, John? Is there any value with the Baltimore receivers catching balls from Lamar Jackson after last season? They basically remade the group there, and I'm not sure what to expect. Thank you. That is Al in Lawton, Oklahoma. He makes a good point. Michael Crabtree remains a free agent. John Brown is catching balls from Josh Allen up in Buffalo. They have uh, some rookies there. Um, A lot of new faces in the Baltimore receiving corps. Can any fantasy value be mined from those wideouts, in your opinion, John?
2: Uh, actually, uh, so you you mentioned I write for Dynasty Football Factory, and I just wrote a player profile for Miles Boykin, and I yeah. truly think that Boykin has the talent uh, that could translate to that offense. Uh, you know, it's not like it's not like his quarterback at Notre Dame. You know, where he's lighting the lighting the world on fire. He's a big, he's a big guy. You know, he's got great hands. He's very athletic. I think he's like six, four, six, five. He's nothing like ESB from the year before. You know, I actually think miles Boykin will fit well into that offense. You know, it's not going to be a super uh, high volume air raid, nothing like that, but he could definitely be depended on for some, uh, for some catches this year. I'm not super sold on uh, Hollywood Brown. I he is just electric speed-wise, uh, but with the Liz Frank injury and being, like, 170 pounds or whatever, you know, tiny, uh, I, just, I just don't know if that's going to work in the NFL. I, you know, he's, he's not just a deep threat. He, he ran lots of routes underneath, and then he's, di- you know, he's dynamic with the ball in his hands. I just don't see a guy that small being able to maintain his body. It uh, just takes one hit. And it's a it's a brutal league. They're gonna they're gonna go after him. I, you know I hope he does well because I'm a Big 12 guy and you know he was he was phenomenal at OU. Uh, but I I really think uh, Boykin uh, is the guy to get. Uh, Sneed Willie Sneed might have some some touches, but definitely uh, you know I would say Boykin and uh, Justice Hill, the two rookies. There you go. There's a lot of speed that got drafted
1: So hey, uh, so John, so. Boykin I when I I just looked at his mock graphical profile and, you know, mock graphical is a great site for just looking it up. And he's pretty much you look it up and he covers the whole damn thing. You know, he covers like the whole uh, I don't know, it's like a hexagon or whatever it is, or decagon or yeah, right. twelve uh, I it's was, like D and D. I mean like twenty
0: a gun or well, well, you D, don't say agon D and D was three dimensional though. Well, whatever. Right. Anyway,
1: so he covers up almost the whole thing, except for bench press. He bench press he was he's six feet two twenty. How much do you have got?
2: <laughs> Shut up, Paul. Oh I am <laughs> John, I, mean, I mean, I'm, I'm a, yeah, no, I'm a small guy. I'm, I'm only five foot six and I weigh 155 pounds soaking wet.
1: 155. So he benchs two, 225, 12 reps. I mean, John weighs 155. I'm sure he can up a, you know, I guarantee. I don't know how many times, 10, 10 but at 155, I guarantee his weight to whatever ratio. Oh yeah. yeah, Boykin, yeah I'm good. sure you're kicking his ass. Probably a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Less, you can improve bench right? That's not a problem, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, bench press in the NFL combine just needs to go away. I, I mean, it's just it's – <laughs> it's to show off the muscles. It has nothing to do with the NFL and what you're trying to do. I mean, how often are you going to be laying on your back, pressing something straight up in the air as many times as you can while everyone's yelling at you? Just so you got to
0: happen. Get off me, dude. There, <laughs> listen, there have been plenty of high-stakes fantasy football hours where Dave has vehemently disagreed with me. And I needed to work on my bench press to throw him off top of the top of me after his raining blow upon my head. So there's the, it does come in handy in, in certain aspects of the NFL. You know, Bulti's a sneaky, he's a sneaky, strong guy. He's done a, yeah. he's done
1: a 285 two, by 5. Yeah,
0: 295 by 2. Is, and what do you weigh? Uh, well, I'm a little heavy right now. I'm bowed up to 180. For, That's no, pretty good. That's pretty
1: good. Yeah. Right? Well, well, John, what do you think? That's pretty solid, right?
2: Well, you know, you just got out of the, the cold winter up there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's
0: great. I'm telling you, politics are in your future, my friend. Six four two twenty for Miles Boykin. I, like you, I am not sold on on Marquise Brown. I'd be much more likely to use a late second round pick on Miles Boykin than I would a late first round or even an early second round on Marquise Brown. I actually had the opportunity to take him um, in. Uh, Which one? Uh, uh, um, Brown, uh, you know, in the mid first round to draft the first. Receiver off the board. I chose not to, and uh, feel pretty good about it. So I'm, I'm a little nervous about that. I'm with you on Miles Boykin. This is a guy that, like before the draft. It's a guy that, like now. I think there is a future there in Baltimore. Let's do oh, a real quick
1: about Boykin. Yeah. When he ran his 40 time, and you know, just he went to Notre Dame, right? Like he did. Good quality school. You can't be a total idiot going to Notre Dame. You have to, have, even Boykin. You'd
0: have to be really supremely athletically talented.
1: <laughs> but, like, total you're idiot. not getting in with an 18 ACC going right? to Notre Dame, even as an athlete. And Boykin, he wants that 40-time, and his teammates just go absolutely crazy for him. I mean, he's one of those guys. He's the opposite of the guy from uh, Draft It, you know, the, the Wisconsin quarterback. In the oh, I don't country. remember his name. Yeah, yeah. everyone
0: hated Right. Uh, but everyone loves Miles well, Boykin. It's, it's, uh, one of the bouncers from uh, Roadhouse <laughs> Coach Yeah, <laughs> <in, laughs> Draft Day, yeah. the head coach of the Badgers. Wade Garrett. Uh, yeah, Wade Garrett. <laughs> okay, yeah, Wade Garrett coach, coach. There you go, yeah. yeah copper in for it. Right, yeah. He's smart. Uh
1: by the way, do you think – all right, here's a question, Jeff. You think Do you think that Kevin Costner would be a jet, better GM of the Jets than Adam Gates? Say that again. Do you think that, uh, the actor Kevin Costner would be a better not, general manager? So not open? the
2: character he played. No, the, the actual game, just the <laughs>
1: actual Kevin Costner, who the
0: Montana, would be uh, a better GM of the Jets than Adam Gates? Now, now, to be fair, Adam Gase is technically only interim GM of the Jets right now. But but who would right. be better if you're running an NFL team? Is, is it Kevin Costner or is it Adam Gase you want to put in charge of the personnel decisions, John?
2: <laughs> oh, shoot. It's at, this to- at this point, it's definitely Kevin Costner. But, I mean, I'd even be looking at Jerry <laughs> Maguire. Uh, you know, that's <laughs> a zoo. Yeah. Well,
1: to he, be fair, Kevin Costner's done a lot of sports movies. He's done Bill Durham. He's, yeah, yeah. he's done the movie where he pitches
0: and a little hitter. when yeah, a perfect game true. or whatever. Get on That's Al- true. Al-, yeah. Al Pacino from uh, Any <laughs> Given Sunday. Yeah, right on. <laughs> yeah, he's – I'd say he can't – What's his
1: name? Uh, you know – Lamar Jackson, you know, he's to the quarterback. What's the who's the actor that played the quarterback? Oh, no, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, Jamie Foxx. Willie, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Willie, Willie Beeman. Beeman yeah, Willie Beeman. Lamar Jackson? Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. We can capture on the last movie I think, uh, I, I'm listen. That should be an episode. We're gonna do that for an episode of the H S F Hour where we cast movies. Rich in Worthington, Ohio. Uh, hey there, Jay Waltz. I'll be coming up on the third round of both my rookie drafts this coming weekend. Any rookie sleepers you think I should be targeting? After the first 25 players have been drafted, uh, thanks to the email, Rich, I'm assuming this is like a, you know, a true rookie draft. There's not a whole lot of veterans uh, out there to be had. So you look at uh, after the first two dozen um, rookies are off the board uh, for this guy here, this is Rich in Worthington, Ohio. John, any sleepers you should be paying attention to? I mean, obviously, if Boykin's still out there, you want to look at him. But but who are the other names you should be looking at?
2: Yeah, um, so third round is – is I think a, a good spot to pick up uh, the backup uh, running backs that were just recently drafted into pretty decent situations. Uh, so I'd probably look for um, Alexander Madison, obviously the, the chiefs guys I was talking about earlier. I'd look at uh, who else do we got here? Right. Well, Armstead, yeah. right, well, Armstead. Yeah. Right, well, Armstead uh, Justice Hill, if he's still if he's still around, uh, so those are I would look at the backup running backs because I think a few of them do offer great value. You know, if their starters ahead of them go down, uh, I think you I think you should pounce on them. Oh, uh, Be- uh, Benny Snell, Bryce Love, oh, yeah. Williams. You know, th- those are the guys that I was thinking of. Um, and then as for receivers, I really actually kind of like uh, the guys that went to Washington. So I like Terry McLaurin, and um, uh, Kelvin Harmon.
0: Uh, Stuart Bree in the uh, chat room also chiming in with another player, uh, Deontay Johnson, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers receiver uh, there as well uh, as a player should be paying attention to. You. Dave, I should mention this. Yeah. The other night I was commissioning a football guy's draft. I don't know. Well, I, I'm just going to say it. Who cares? Um, 11th round, Bruce Anderson from Tampa. Wow. Yeah. you uh, go ahead of us? Uh, Peyton Barber and, or, and I, I did not see where Rojo and, and Peyton Barber Undrafted went. Undrafted three agents. But Bruce Anderson, 11th round of the football game. That's man. almost a sticker question. That sparked up the chat uh, <laughs> a little bit in that draft. Uh was, was interesting. So good to see you there. <laughs> I would just throw in. I, I kind of like Josh Oliver and Kalei Waring
1: as tight ends. Sure. Tight ends in the third FFCC, round. FFPC,
0: Dynasty, it's tight t- end yeah. premium. Yeah, yeah,
1: whether it's tight end premium or not. Those guys, I mean, granted, the problem is you do have short rosters of FFPC, Dynasty, you have to step down to 16. So are you willing to let, let those guys develop? But both teams really like them, I think, and
0: they're both good at yeah, especially if you have like a sort of a win-now type team, Dave. And you, you are top-heavy. You have a lot of elite talent. Uh, those are the type of players that you can afford to marinate on your roster here for like a year or two and, and see what, uh, what comes of it. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about John as, as you've been very gracious with your time. I'm just noticing the time right now. I can't believe you, you haven't hung up on us yet. Can you give us a guy that you're staying away from in rookie drafts uh, this season, as, as well as a sleeper that you'll actually be looking to uh, acquire for your dynasty squad? I know you've hit on a ton of uh, names so far. Is there anybody that we haven't touched on, uh,
2: that you'd like to bring up? Yeah. So, uh, you know, Marquise Brown was definitely one of them. Uh, I, like, I, like I was saying earlier, he's an incredible talent, extremely fast, uh, but he's already injured and he's tiny. So I've just I'm st- I've stayed away from him. Um, one of the other players that I'm lower on than I, I feel like the masses are, especially in the the twenty sixer chat. Uh, they all kind of lit me up when I said this, but I'm actually lower on Miles Sanders, uh, Dustin, who uh, goes by Beast in all those leagues. Uh, he kind of he kind of came after me a little bit. You know, I'm just I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying that Miles Sanders is a bad player because I think he's very talented. It's just I think David Montgomery and Josh Jacobs offer a good floor. Uh you know, I'm worried that if Miles Sanders, you know, he's going to Philly where they have uh, Jordan Howard who, you know, Jordan Howard was really good at goal-to-go situations, short yardage gains and Miles Sanders was not that great at that, and Miles Sanders wasn't the best blocker in the world. So I, I feel like in year one, he may, he may not be on the field as much. Uh, but, you know, I could be wrong. I could absolutely be wrong there. It's just I'm going with uh, David Montgomery or Josh Jacobs well before I even uh, think about Miles Sanders. And so I probably won't be getting Miles Sanders at all.
0: Dave, uh, one of the great things about having uh, this show is we get to talk to a lot of high-stakes players, and occasionally these high-stakes players will cross over into the industry and end up churning out some content. And we are lucky enough to have John Walter tonight on the show that is one of those such players that That's I'm right. referring to.
1: Yeah, and John, just, you know, usually we hate industry guys, so you're... We do not having, hate industry guys. Yeah, you have an industry guy lineup for you, we do to hate you, so we'll... You yeah, know, we, 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 I've never hated an like, cool industry cool. guy. Oh. Okay, so finally, I hate them all. Okay, that's fine. All right. fans, they're all very nice, but there's a couple that I don't like. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I... a Dynasty Football Factory, we do like actually. Go ahead. Yeah, we
0: are big DFF fans. What? No question there. Um, what what do you have, uh, John? Uh... He was going to say something.
1: Oh, something. sorry. Go ahead, John. What are guts talk.
2: Yes, I will try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I I honestly I just started writing for DFF uh, just part time about a month and a half ago, so I'm still new. I'm not really in the industry. I'm just an amateur player who thinks he's good at fantasy football.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. So, and that's cool. You know what? I think it's, I think it's cool when people actually, when they've been very find people who play and are passionate. They play high stakes, low stakes, mid stakes, whatever. And they write and they can write eloquently. It's great. So uh, do you have any uh, certain articles you're working on or anything you're thinking of? I mean, obviously you have a full-time job, but this is kind of a, something you do probably night just for fun, And I think which is a, such a cool hobby, by the way.
2: Yeah, it's, you know, so I, uh, my wife was pretty encouraging to me because I I've had some success with fantasy football recently, and you know I I feel like I just I understand football. I watch it a lot. I played it a lot growing up. My older brother is a high school football coach here in town, and we talk about sports just constantly. Uh, so you know, I just I like just writing for fun. It's 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 a good thing to get away from the real world at times and there's a lot of craziness in the world so being able to just sit there and talk about football you know you can't get anything better than that but you know right now i'm just working on player profiles of rookies on new teams and uh trying to figure out who could be the next uh uh Philip Lindsay you know and well you know all right now during uh these rookie minicamps and OTAs you just you you hear the the sunshine and rainbows about every player
0: so you know <laughs> right
2: now i'm going to i'm i'm going to try to you know, read between the lines a little bit and figure out, you know, who who is the dark horse, who is nobody talking about. You know, just try to find that guy. That's really all I'm working on right now.
1: Well, you know, the good thing too is that your name is a good, you a good name. Right? Yeah. You have to change your name, like J.K. Rowling or Camille Vilage, Wal- yeah. John your Walter, you have two first names as your name. Right. You have know, some stupid Gerzak last name Polish Polak sure. So you're you're in good shape there for <laughs> writing
0: articles. So you right. got that well, going yeah, for you, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Dynasty, <laughs> DynastyFootballFactory.com. Check out uh, John's work. There's already got articles up on AJ Brown, David Montgomery, late round sleepers uh, for running backs, and uh, obviously he has some stuff on Miles Boykin there as well, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, follow him on Twitter at DFF underscore J Walt, the 2018 defending FFPC Genesis champion. And don't forget. Don't uh, don't let this distract you from. Uh, John Walter being the leading points getter in Revelations last year as well. The gauntlet has been thrown down, Tupac. There we go. We'll see see what happens. So Uh, Myers' victory is a fluke. Well, I I wouldn't say it's a fluke, but we're going to find out because uh, Tupac is in Genesis this year, along with all the 26ers. We'll see how he fares. (laughs) and we will be paying close attention to that Uh, We kept you way later than I said uh, we would tonight, John. I really appreciate all of your time. a lot more than seven minutes, my friend. Yeah. Um, And uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Good luck in all your leagues this year, dude. We'll keep following you, uh, all your work on VFF, and, and of course, uh, all of your uh, posts on Twitter as well. A lot of great stuff there. Thanks so much again, man.
2: Hey, I I truly appreciate it, guys. Uh, It was a lot of fun. And uh, go 26ers. And, Tupac, you're just way out of your league at these days. Ah,
0: got to love it. Got to love it. Thanks, John. Be good. We'll talk again soon. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. John Walter, ladies and gentlemen, the 2018 FFPC Genesis champion, joining the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour this week. Just you know, I, I have
2: nowhere to
1: be, by the way,
0: so we can go as long as you want to. I don't I, you I no know, and I'll never use okay, so – so, so this is weird because we're doing the show on a Thursday because I have a previous engagement tomorrow. Right. You so normally we do the show on Fridays and apparently then you have stuff going on like hey we're <laughs> gonna wrap this show up. But on a Thursday night yeah. which is you know, we, we have to work the next day, you're like, Ah, whatever, as late as we want. A.m. I take my kids at school like
1: eight. I can do five hours of sleep, I'm totally good. Uh, you know who needs need, people who need eight hours of sleep,
0: I feel a little sorry. Probably. I need a, I need it. I like I just <laughs> i think
1: like, once a week, eight hours
0: client, but I never take a nap. I do remember the last time I had eight hours of sleep. No,
1: like, I, I don't either, because I don't want
0: to. Right. Well, it's, I mean There's, it. there's so much different. life to live. It's, uh, you know what's funny is... is um I've mean, I got to watch the Chernobyl miniseries. I have not been afflicted with this that I know of, because when my head hits the pillow, with the, like, with, over the last year, my head hits the pillow, I'm out. But my father and my grandfather, his father, both... <laughs> su- father's father? My father's father suffered... And my 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 dad still does. Um, my my grandpa's uh, has passed away. But actually, we had a funeral the day the Packers drafted Dick Barnett. I'll never forget that. I was at the, you know, the, gra- the Granary the in down in uh in, no no in Milwaukee or oh, okay. right outside Milwaukee. All right, not really. Okay. Okay, I thought you had been there before. Um, I've been to Milwaukee before. Okay, no, the Granary I thought uh, you had been to the chancery. Chancery. That's what I meant. Not the it's called oh, the chancery. Get, get the damn name All you. I cared about is my, is my grandpa's. It was my grandpa's wake. I mean, like the, the like right, the right after the funeral, we went to the chancery for for dinner, and all like I was like, because oh, we had it on the NFL draft day, and right. I'm like, I'm like, well, oh the, gonna take. Where are the, the packers is going to take where the packers, packers, packers going to take? How dare your grand? I'm a on, on a
1: day where make to his I to I, funeral.
0: I, I remember shouting across the parking lot. They just took Barnett. <laughs> you know, like and my grandpa's. It was terrible. You Grandpa would have. Us to watch you know you know the thing is he wasn't <laughs> even that big of a Packers fan. He was a big um not that he was a Brewers fan. He actually was he was like, he got drafted by the Brooklyn Dodgers. I don't know if I ever told you this story. He got the drafted, father got by, drafted. Yeah, by by Brooklyn and wow. yes, yeah, and he could have gone in their minor league system and, and pitched with them, but it was right around the war and he ended up going War two, yeah. And he ended up going, you know, doing that and, and when he got back he's like, I'm just gonna start a family and screw this baseball thing. Well, well, that's he, amazing. He, he had the opportunity to. He was a really good baseball player. It just shows the show devastation of people that served in World War II. Had, it's amazing. It it's,
1: really, it's, people don't even have any idea how much so people. I, you it. know
0: what? Not that I want to dwell on this, but one of the things I'm like, I, I want to start tearing up. No, no, it's, 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 we we're at my at my grandpa's funeral. And my dad. I've never really seen. I don't think I've ever seen my dad cry, but he came close to my grandpa's funeral. <laughs> this is God. I'm going to hell after I say that, but. <laughs> he was talking about the last things he was saying to, to my, to my grandpa. Right. And he, Did he have grandpa? Was, yeah, he was in a nursing home. His, right. He had, he was on dialysis like three times a week. And right. they, they just basically were just like, and his lungs were filling up with fluid. I mean, it was a, it was a horrible, horrific way to die, but he seemed at peace or whatever. So my, my uncle was in town. My right. my dad was at his bedside and, you know, talk and my dad, and my dad was saying like all the things he. The last word, you said And one of the things he said, "Thanks for teaching me how to hit a curveball," which, <laughs> which was, you know, because my grandpa was, you know, a big yeah. baseball player. You know, it's funny though. And I was thinking about this while I was it, My dad was a terrible baseball player, and there's no way he ever learned how to hit a curveball. Right. So right. how good of a coach was my grandpa? Really, he's like one of the things that he could do it, but he couldn't teach yeah. somebody to do that it. What you say I mean. about that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Wait, one of those
1: hey, things.
0: Uh, so, I, I don't know how we got on the subject, but um, how did we get on the subject? God
1: bless your uh, grandpa.
0: Yeah. So, on. yeah, so anyway, uh, I don't know how we got on the subject.
1: I there, was some,
0: something. there was something else I was going to say. Let's just get into Fantasy Flash and, and save myself here. <laughs> this is great. I, this is by the best. This is really good content. Well, I'm, we thrilled to, I'm thrilled you think so. <laughs> Thanks to Football Guys, Riddle, World, and Rob, for tonight's rundown. Matt Breda was quoted as saying this week in the San Francisco Chronicle, all three running backs are going to be used a lot. Yeah, his aging problem. Matt. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. Now the 49ers, in addition to Breda, McKinnon, and Tevin Coleman, the newly signed Te- Tevin Coleman, they all have. Uh, they also have Raheem Mostert and uh, Jeffrey Wilson. Now, who knows what's going to happen there? But San Francisco's running backs last year. 1,800 rushing yards, which is good for third in the league. Matt Breida, 814 rushing yards on 153 carries. That was good for 5.3 yards for carry, Dave. Everybody's talking about McKinnon and uh, Tevin Coleman. Do you have any love for Matt Breida as a late-round flyer here as he is going at the 1,303 in FFPC ball drafts? Uh,
1: I'm not a big Breida fan. I don't have have a quote in front of me, but I thought the Colts recently. I read an article. The Colts said recently, it was like, "Oh yeah, our starting running back in be back." And blah blah blah. Just talking about McKinnon. McKinnon, like, right? Yeah, he's the guy. Green is like, a, you know, he's, he's fine. He's a good player in, in limited
0: doses. And if you can trade in dynasty, you should. Uh, let's just bring this up right now, Dave. Um, who's going first in FFPC Best Ball Draft? Tevin Coleman or Jared McKinnon? I hope it's McKinnon. It is not. Well, then it's I think it's in the mistake. Tevin Cole, you want to take a guess at where they're
1: going? Um. Okay, now that I know, right. I'll say Coleman's going in the mid-eighth
0: and uh, McKinnon's going in the mid Uh Tevin Coleman is going at the 704. Okay. Jarek McKinnon going at the 806. All right, so it's off by around on each,
1: right, more or
0: less? Darrell Henderson, Latavius Murray, Rashad Penny, Tevin Coleman are the four running backs going ahead of Jarek McKinnon in drafts right now. Dave, I think you could make a, make a pretty strong case for Henderson, uh, certainly Latavius Murray. I'm not so sure about Penny. Henderson? Henderson over what I say. Well, like you know,
1: I mean, you said, Henderson over.
0: I mean, over Henderson him. over McKinnon?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could make a case for either side. I mean, you can say that. Henderson the one guy is. I wouldn't say he can make. Darrell Henderson, the, the backup running back to, to Todd
0: Gurley. The backup to Well,
1: I, The thing is, in, in reality, he technically is right. I mean, the code technically, is you're an asshole. <laughs> Actually, if you ask my former doctor, I officially am. Um, anyway, I don't know what that means. Uh, I got fired by my doctor because I was mean to the nurses because they weren't very nice. To me. Are you serious? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <going. laughs> did you tell me this, Brad? I think I told you a story. I don't care.
0: I don't remember this. Yeah,
1: you know what they, they said. They You were just,
0: mean to the nurses and they said you, you need to find buy a buy, buy, doctor? Buy
1: an email, yeah, because they were, I was talking to my hip and I, I need to get a, an MRI right. so I get stem cell treatment. Right. And they're like, well, we've referred you to ortho. We'll talk to them. I'm like... Hey, you know let's piss off i mean how much you just say oh hey, i'm sorry mr gurus that because your hips over right? right um perhaps you know what i mean they just weren't very nice right so i in return was not very nice enough. right yeah anyway back Finger to your yeah i don't want to say after the nurses but anyway not very nice and i'm happily looking at up <laughs> there you go <laughs> anyway back to what we were talking about uh mckinnon yeah. i prefer mckinnon i just i think he's actually the guy i mean I've had my doubts about him, but I don't. You know, Kevin Coleman's just a straight-line speed guy. He's never been all that great, really. He's just—I
0: I don't think he's all that good of a player. I don't think Greed is all that great either. Here's what I think: I own Kevin Coleman in one dynasty league, and I had no idea he was being drafted first in uh, in FFPC baseball drafts. I thought it was McKinnon as well. Right. Um, I need to trade Ty Coleman, Dave. That's what I need to do right yeah. now and, and get something for. There's him. nothing else for McKinnon. <laughs> I, yeah, oh, that'd be great. I, 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 do, in a, in a I do that in a heartbeat, absolutely. Kyle Rudolph says he is quote too young to take a pay cut, according to the Minneapolis That's Star Tribune. Yeah, he has owed 7.275 million in the final year of his contract. We've heard the rumors of him potentially traded to the pay, uh, to the Patriots. Uh, the Vikings are up against the cap; they could release him as well. They would save $7.625 million against the cap by releasing or trading Rudolph. Dave, is there smoke, excuse me, is there fire to this smoke here with Rudolph potentially leaving the Vikings for greener pastures? I guess what I'm getting at is if you own him in Dynasty, what are you doing with him right now? What should you be doing with Kyle Rudolph right now? You know, you can't, you know, I was just
1: looking at the staff from last year, and there's just not. It's weird because he was tight end 12. But he averaged 9.7. Okay, he actually kind of sucked all year. He just week 16, 33 points. So if I take out week, I'm gonna take out week 16 in my analysis. this right. just for fun. Let's just let's just <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Processing. Processing. Okay. He, only, he only dropped
0: on his tight end
1: 14, but he's, he averages eight points a game. I mean, that sucks.
0: You know, I don't even like... In an offense with Thielen and Diggs, mind you. No, granted,
1: that's fine. But hey, whatever. Um, $7 million is a lot of money to pay him. But on the same token, he's been there for a long time. Maybe he feels he deserves to I don't care. From a fantasy perspective, Rudolph's not exactly getting it done. I don't like Eric Smith all that much either. He's a very... He's a, he's, yeah. he's a below... You made your point on... Below average level athlete. He's a young, young player. He's not a great athlete at all. So. so do you like him more if Rudolph gets released or traded? Sure, I do like it more. I don't think I would, yeah. would you, be, you know, Oliver and Warren are both better, and so is Dawson Knox, They're all better athletes than, uh, than Irv Smith. Now, granted, he came up super early, great, but he's not going to get any faster, or stronger, or jump higher, I
0: don't think. Uh, let's uh, talk about Levy on Belly's um, sign with the Jets, and apparently that did not please Adam Gates, who didn't want to spend that kind of money at the position, according to sources. This reported by the New York Daily News' Manish Meta. Uh, the Jets, as you know, fired GM Mike McKagan, uh, excuse me, Mike McKagan uh, this past Wednesday, and he was in charge when the Jets signed Le'Veon Bell to the four-year $52.5 million contract, $35 million guaranteed. Now, if you remember Adam Gates, he was the OC with Denver, he was the head coach with uh, Miami, and they used RBBCs quite a bit there. I don't think that's going to be the case uh, with the Jets this year, Dave. Knowing what you know now, does that change the way you would draft Le'Veon Bell in a redraft league going forward, knowing that Adam Gates did not want him in at his price tag?
1: You know, weirdly enough, weirdly enough, a little bit. The reason is that I feel like the team has proven themselves, and the organization has proven themselves to be dysfunctional. So that bothers me as an overall, I mean, what does that do for the locker room? It just can't make you feel that good, right? And by the way, I think Gates is actually right. I feel like they did overpay Lady Bell, and it was a totally stupid move to do that. I also don't think Gates is a very good quasi GM. I don't think he's a very good coach either. So I don't think much of the whole organization. I love Lady Bell's skill set, but I don't think Lady Bell and his agent made a wise move so, I mean, in, in the first place with this whole holdout thing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's a bunch of idiots that are drafting and holding and managing other idiots. So how, how does all that turn out to be good? Then you have know, Darnold trying to develop, who actually still promises a rookie. But nevertheless, it's like, I don't know. I, just, I'd rather, I, I would rather own James Conner, who's being drafted in a similar position, to a pretty good organization, which, granted, they've had their own problems as right. well. But, I, you know, Conner looks really good. I know Conner's not as pedigreed as Le'Veon Bell. And I don't know. I just don't feel quite as good about those Jets. And that's for right. a lot more points. Like.
0: Shifting into James Conner, John Walter touched on uh, Benny Snell as a guy to pay attention to in the third and fourth rounds of your rookie draft. Uh, if you own James Conner, um, would you be targeting Snell there? Are you worried about Snell if you don't get him for, you know, if you are a Conner owner? I know Jalen Samuels is still there. How do you see that Steelers backfield working? I mean, is Conner the bell cow there, or do you think it's more of an RBBC this year? I think Connor is a bell cow, and I think you own Samuels
1: as the backup. Okay. Samuels is a great PPR back, too. So Conner gets hurt. Even if Snell
0: gets a few early down touches, I think Samuels
1: is going to be outscoring for sure.
0: Okay. Uh, Tyler Eifert, God, I can't believe we're bringing him up in May, but brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. He's working out brace right now. Brace yourselves
1: and brace his back.
0: Uh, yeah, Fletcher Page from the Cincinnati Inquirer says that uh, Eifert's been able to do most of the drills during off-season workouts. I feel like this is fake news, but I believe I am reading this correctly. He is super talented, Dave, but he's hurt a lot. He's played 14 games over the last three years. He has never played in a full 16-game season. Eifert says the plan is to be 100% healthy before training camp. I feel like that's been the report the last four years. Tyler Eifert, Dave, at what point, and I'll tell you his ADP in a second, at what round do you start considering him in an FFPC tight end premium best ball draft? At what round do you start looking at making Tyler Eifert a part of your squad?
1: Okay, I would say after you said Usually it's one of those drafts where everyone's drafting tight ends early and you said damn it about five times and you said,
0: damn it damn it damn it damn it damn it
1: right and now it's the fifth time. Now you say that. That's about the eleventh
0: round. You look at him in the eleventh round is. The earliest <laughs> he has gone in May thus far has been glad the twelve oh five. Earliest that is the earliest. His ADP is the sixteen oh eight. He said no bar. The latest he's gone is the twenty-three oh seven, and by the way, thanks to FantasyMojo.com for this uh, information. Tyler Eifert in the sixteenth round, and nom, 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 nom. pretty cheap. Man. I am all over that. He the blocker sample. Uh, like yes, yeah, yes, he is. But, the, you know, I read a report that Drew Sample has actually been working more as the block blocking tight end in this offense, yeah, yeah, which frees up Eifert yeah. for the pass-catching so tight end. I, I, just just, let me get this out and you so can I, make your yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. The three tight ends going ahead of Eifert in FFPC best ball, Mike Gesicki, Ian Thomas, and Mark Andrews, are the three tight ends going ahead of him. I can see Andrews. Andrews, by the way, going at the 1208. I can see Andrews. Four rounds later, you're yes. getting Tyler Eifert. Four,
1: four rounds. Four rounds. Four full rounds. Yeah, so, I mean, they're not even in the same ballpark, in reality. Right? In
0: reality. And realidad.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, the thing with Eifert is, what, so what do you think the odds of that Eifert actually stays healthy? Let's say...
0: What's the you know, over what's the overrunner in games play for Eifert this year? I don't know, Eight and, and a half. half. Yeah, okay, so that's fine. So,
1: what, so that's 50-50, right? That's sure. actually a great, a great conversation. Mm-hmm. So let's say 12 and a half, 13 games. Let's say 13 games. You're loving it. So what do you think? There's like a 25% chance he does that? Um... Yeah, 15 to 20. No, whatever. So, let's say so quiet. So but if he, if he plays 13 games, and, and there's oh, – by the way, if he plays 13, odds are good. It's kind of like the survivorship bias, right? Sure. If he plays 13 games, odds are good he's playing all the games, right? Yeah. So, if he plays 13 – so, there's probably like a 20% chance that he's playing all, all the games. And he plays all the games. I think that's a little aggressive, but I'm with you so far. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, but, so, let's just fight. Whatever. Maybe it if he plays all the games, he's pretty damn good. He's for sure a top-12
0: tight end, right? Yeah. Um, if he plays Almost all the games, games, yes, he should be a top-12 tight end. Almost for sure. Even with, Green, even with Green and Boyd. Yeah, he's, and a, very, he's
1: a very talented. Count-
0: well, I'm just saying, it was a second-round pick, right. so I mean.
1: I'm saying, but he's a very talented player. I think that's a very good value
0: for him. Okay. I'm totally with you. All right, let's get to um, emails this week. Rob, don't play it because we are way over time here, even though Dave doesn't have anywhere to be on a work night. Frank in Dallas, what's the best way to attack the Browns running game? Fade Nick Chubb, target Kareem Hunt, scoop up Duke Johnson late, or the opposite of those, or all of them? Help! Thanks, guys. That is Frank in Dallas. So Browns running backs. Let's talk about them here, and I I think we need to talk about ADP as a um, reference point. And in FFPC Best Balls in May, this is uh, over the last two weeks, Nick Chubb has an ADP of the 2.06, so he is a mid-second-round pick. Kareem Hunt has actually fallen a little bit. He is going at the 10.08 right now, so he is a late 10th-round pick. Duke Johnson has fallen quite a bit. He is going at the end of the 14th day. He is going at the 14.11 right now. So knowing what we know about these Browns running backs, and where they're going, if you're assembling an FFPC best ball team or a football guys players championship team, what rounds are you looking at for these guys or excuse me not what rounds, but which of these players are you looking at? Any of them, none of them, all of them, all suitable answers?
1: You know, it's, it's tough because I'm totally most interested in Chubb. And I he's the most expensive. Hunt I'm not I don't know, I don't So I, would you would you soak him in second round picking in the Nick Chubb right now if you're I, drafting? I probably would, yeah, I would okay. guess that for sure. I don't think I would probably draft Hunt to be honest. And Duke
0: Johnson,
1: it do you want to uh, fourteen, eleven. I would
0: look at Duke Johnson. He's, he's getting a, a half season of production from him. For
1: sure, and, and possibly more. I mean, he's going to put some numbers up. I think so. I think Duke Johnson at that spot. Not an interesting student on myself.
0: Nick Chubb going right ahead of Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, and Damian Williams, and Marlon Mack. So, you know, I, I could get on board with that. Um, with Chubb. You know, the thing is, when Kareem comes uh, – my goodness – When Kareem Hunt comes back, thank you. I appreciate that. I almost dropped an S bomb on the air the other day on accident. Um, The uh, you know when when Kareem Hunt comes back, certainly Chubb's touches will be dialed back. I don't think it's going to be a ton. So I I think as long as Chubb stays healthy, if you soak a mid second round pick into him, I think he will be loving life. Dan in Irvine, California. With both tight ends in Indy coming off either an injury or off-season surgery, do you see Devin Punches trumping both those guys for the Colts this year? That is Dan in Irvine, California. Thank you so much for the email, Dan. I don't know the best way to attack this question here first, Dave. Do you want to talk about Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron, or Devin Punches?
1: Well, I've never been a Jack Doyle fan. I don't think he's all that great. He's always
0: hurt. He's more of a blocker type Going at the 1008 in FFPC best ball. I
1: mean, I, I just have no interest in that. In yeah. All right. Yvonne, I mean, he was, Grant, you get the whole outlier cut zone thing. He was fantastic. He had a really good year. The surgery concerns me a little bit, but it's not that
0: bad. It's not like anything really. Great groin, groin surgery is what he had, as you're from right now. Going at the 501 in FFPC best ball. I'm not uh, cheap. Uh, sure. Yeah, 501, going ahead of guys like Jared Cook, David Njoku, and uh, Vance McDonald, Austin Hooper.
1: I feel I feel like that's okay because I mean, Njoku Jocle- has to deal with you know Landry,
0: Beckham, you know Callaway. Callaway, you want to talk about? Here's your Callaway.
1: Yeah, Antonio Callaway is you looking better. So now, if you have to deal, I mean, according to Freddie Kitchens, heck, yeah. that's Freddie Kitchens. Was yeah, he he's about. looking more explosive, right? right? So you have Callaway, you have ODB, you have Landry, and you have Njoku. Jocle- that's it. By the way, you know, hello, Chubb and Duke Johnson. Yeah, feel free to take the Um
0: so, oh, my God. I didn't even tell you this, Dave. You are, All right, okay. Go for it. Grab some toilet paper because you're about to shit your pants.
1: <laughs> this, this is the R-rated version of HSSR.
0: Baker Mayfield's girlfriend is a reporter, sports reporter. Forget this. WBAY Channel 2 in northeast Wisconsin. What really? I am not. I, the morning guys, BJ and the Bear, on the score had her on. I'm like, why are they having this woman on? And I did some research. I'm like, oh my God, she's dating Baker Mayfield. <laughs> she went to Oklahoma State. Played, I believe, she played softball there, or she she volleyball, or some sport there. Right. And Mayfield is is with her. What did she major in? Uh, I don't like know, public communications or some bullshit. Whatever. <laughs> I did. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so. If you were only hotter. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And blonde. And a girl. I, I couldn't believe it. So Mayfield's girlfriend actually is a stone's throw from where we are. How about that? That's pretty impressive. Pretty insane. Yeah. I'll have to listen to that interview to see if they ask uh, about Mayfield and get some information there. Was there, was there more to the question? Uh, oh, yeah. Was there Joku yeah. and, and – contending uh... with all these other Browns pass catchers there. So And you said draft day for Mayfield. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Okay. Is that, is that the original question? Well, that, no, the, 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 no, the original –
0: uh, yeah. Okay. So, so let's ask, so we talked about Ebron and Doyle. Talk about Funchess because he's another big body red-zone type guy. You
1: no, know, Funchess. It's so hard to get a read on Funchess because he he was, never had a thousand-yard season. Never had a thousand yards. He's super young coming out for Carolina. Still, so, still super young. He's still what is he? 25? twenty-five. Uh, I'll look that up right now. My friend. he always was kind of he was always kind of sucky. So I, I feel like um I feel like Miles Boykin, if he underperforms, is the new Devin Funchess or the new Jonathan Baldwin, right? A big, strong, fast guy. We just didn't
0: get it done. Go ahead. I will tell you this right now, Dave. Um, Tuesday, Devin Funches turns 25. I mean, that's this crazy, season, right?
1: He's been in the Tuesday. NFL for a long time. He's got a second contract. So, I mean, he has some skill. He's not the best pass catcher. But you never, you just don't know. With Andrew Luck, maybe something happened. Maybe the light gets turned on. Maybe well, the light the got start. turned on for Eric Ebron with Andrew Luck last I mean, year. It's totally possible. And if you see by then, as we stated, they hurt or they underperform or whatever, once is a big-bodied guy who can play in the slot or do whatever he has to do, and you have, uh, you know, a T.Y. Hilton and the, what's the young... The young oh, Terrence Car- Campbell. Terrence Campbell. Terrence
0: yeah, oh, Campbell. Terrence Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I catch the passes from Andrew Luck... It's too bad. It's too bad. Yes, my, my countryman, Balazs, if we have to play him in the playoffs, I can't imagine I will be cheering very hard for him. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, so I am uh, catching passes from Andrew Luck. and trying to hold up uh, Devin Funches <laughs> for uh, playing time and getting the snaps on the field. Um, so Devin Funches is really going at the 1309. signed a one-year deal in Indianapolis, Dave, so I looked yeah, at him. Yeah, he wants to prove it. Well, or maybe he's he's the guy that the Colts just want to use this year, make, maybe make a run, and then have Paris Campbell, you know, be the number two guy next year. Um, but Funches this year – uh, I, you know, I guess I'm slightly nervous about, but at the 1309, I'm not really nervous about it I'll invest.
1: I think, that, I think that totally makes sense. Okay. Taking a of,
0: By the way, good job Isaac, one-year deal. I was talking to my wife today earlier. She
1: was watching the show Grey's Anatomy, which is awful, and she admitted it was awful. And the actress, who's been on the whole time?
0: Meredith Grey was played by Ellen Pompeo. Yeah, and she's
1: still been on it, right? And I was saying to my wife, I'm like, you know, whoever... Ellen Pompeo's agent is, or, yeah. or the actress herself, she realized at a certain point that, hey, I can do it for like three, four million a year just yeah. doing the same crap, or I can pretend I'm a good actress and go and try and do movies and then fail miserably like everyone else does. I'm going to keep doing the great anatomy
0: stuff. She actually did do at least one movie, Dave. That's
1: <laughs> fine. She's whatever, but I mean, she's still doing great na- She's still getting the four million right. a year, right? <laughs>
0: Um, before she blew up a great anatomy she actually played luke wilson's love interest in the hit comedy old school
1: oh yes, yeah of course that's right i remember that yes
0: yeah. so um getting back to Devin punches <laughs> from ellen pompeo by the way did you see this whole bachelor flack that like uh kelly, kelly rippa and, and now um Mer- uh, ellen pompeo's defending the I honor feel, of Kelly. Like this,
1: this is our podcast this should be the extra
0: podcast do you, do not yeah, the, the bonus, bonus show the, uh, no, it's, it's really interesting because, like, a- these ABC talents are, like, cannibalizing each other right <laughs> now. It's, it's really hilarious to watch. Um, okay. It's so, Survivor d- ABC. Sort of, yeah, a little bit like that. So, that's our take on the Colts. Uh, let's right. move on to the next email. I want to fly through these last family, We're not going to be able to fly through this one. Greetings and salutations, Antonio and Tony. I'm wondering if Jared Cook is being a little bit overdrafted based on the coaches talking him up and joining a high-powered Saints offense. No. No, <laughs> he's not being overdrafted. Okay.
1: I, don't know, going
0: to be? I will tell you in a second. How good can he be with Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara there? Could you play a Would You Rather with him? Your game starts now. That is Paul in Fort Myers, Florida. Thank thanks, you Paul. so much for the email. Paul, thanks for listening. I'm yeah. going to be the regular listener. Yeah. Jared Cook, take a guess at where he's being drafted. All
1: right, you know, I'm going to guess, well, Benito, even though I think get might like. That's whatever, a great guess. I'll say it's 5 505. Oh, dude, seriously,
0: 507? That's really close. Yes, yeah, it's, it's insane. Wow. You were dialed in on this. And actually, wow. he's going four spots right behind Eric E. Brown. He's the next tight end drafted wow, after amazing. Eric E. Brown. Let's play Would You Rather Here, Rob. Don't play it. Uh, would you rather have Jared Cook or Evan Engram? Um, I'll take Ingram. I agree. I agree. OJ Howard or Jared Cook? I'll take Cook. I would take Howard there. So too many targets in Tampa
1: Bay that other better players
0: are going to get, in my opinion. You in make the opinion. same case in New Orleans, in my opinion. Hunter Henry one. or Jared Cook? I'll
1: take Henry. I would take Cook, I think. It's <laughs> 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 really weird. Cook or Eric Ebron? Um, I'll take Cook. He's not too good
0: to down turkey in the York
1: City.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take Cook there as well. Jared Cook or David Njoku, Dave? You
1: know, I own Njoku in a few games at least.
0: and I'll, I'll take Cook. I would take Cook as well. I think I know how you're going to land on these last two. Uh, Jared Cook or Vance McDonald? McDonald's plus. Okay, I agree. And Jared Cook or Austin Hooper, the all-star tight end who caught 74 – I think it was 70, 72 or 74 catches last year in Atlanta. It was all-star. What was it? Or all-pro. I'm I mean, like watching the NBA right now. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not thinking correctly. It was Ricky Henderson. <laughs> Austin Hooper, by the way. Caught 70-plus catches in an offense with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley last year. Who'd you rather have, Cook or Hooper? You know, to be truthful, it's a smarter
1: move. I'll tell you, smarter move is Hooper. Yeah. But it, so you're going to take Cook. I don't know. I don't, you know I, You can miss me. I'll take Hooper. I'm going to take Cook. <laughs> I'm going <gonna laughs> to the know. FFCC players. Yeah, we should have football. the it. Yeah. I
0: don't feel strongly about it. This, this, this is like a lot of tight ends right now. And I understand, like, the, the all the tight ends I just mentioned, Dave, they span basically three full rounds from the mid-fourth to the mid-seventh. Wow. Um, and we're fairly dialed into what the FFPC players are doing as well, but I don't feel really strongly uh, about it at all. Uh, all right, final, uh, final email. Sean in Pittsburgh. Hey, Dave and Balky, how do you see the backfield split in Denver this year between Lindsey and Freeman? Are either of them good selections at their current ADP? Now, Dave, uh, by the way, thank you for the email. Sean in Pittsburgh. You need to know their current ADP. You are on fire. Do you want to guess either one of their ADPs? Uh, yeah, why not? Uh, I'll say Freeman is in the mid-seventh, and I'll say Lindsey is in the mid-fifth. Okay, Freeman is going at the 903. So, hey, Freeman, I'm going to write it down, 903. Philip Lindsey, who, by the way, might miss part of training camp because of that uh, horrible yeah. wrist injury he had week 16. Philip Lindsey going at the 408 right now. Jesus. Uh,
1: the Lindsey tech is – Awful. Awesome.
0: Okay, that's awesome.
1: It's terrible. Fine. The work. Got it. Take Freeman around the heck. I mean, this is the unbelievable.
0: Take, take him in the eighth, you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. How does the bat split up percentage wise in the backfield between Lindsay and Freeman this year? I think sixty I, forty. 60
1: 40? I think Freeman ends up winning the job. I don't think Lindsay is going to be fully recovered. Wow. In the
0: and Freeman's a good, really
1: good count. I like Lindsay as a player. So trade him in Dynasty if you got him. I
0: think that was not a
1: terrible move. Yeah. you you trade an undrafted free agent for, for max value now? Sure.
0: Would you rather have the 2019 112 or Philip Lindsay? I'll say 2019 112. Um, I would rather have the, the 112. And the reason I would say you,
1: it is. Go, no, go ahead. go ahead. The reason I say it is you can get either Murray or Isabella, both air raid, uber, superstar, soon to be, that no one else. So you would trade Philip Lindsay straight up for Kyler Murray right now? We typed on the I traded the 112 and the two oh one for Tyler Boyd and the three oh one in a in a draft. And I fell for everything the league, I felt for okay, everyone. And okay. now and now, like I think have probably Murray and Isabella, and I'm actually not that happy about it now that I think about it. I'm happy I have
0: Boyd. Right. I'm a little pissed overall that I made a bad move with. Huh? Anyway, go ahead. Um let's say Lindsay is healthy um, for week one. Freeman wins the job. Is he a bell cow? Is he 70-30. Who's who's catching think, the passes in the offense?
1: I, I think everyone. I think every running back on the planet, with the sole exception of uh, someone like McCaffrey, is is, is a 70-30 back. I mean, there's almost no one nowadays gets
0: 90% of the snaps. No, and, and I I guess my point with the 70-30 split is I want to see if you felt it was me 70-30 or closer to like 55-45 or something like that.
1: I would say I would say it leans more towards for that it's probably more like 730. Okay.
0: Um, and Devontae Booker is an afterthought? Yeah, he's not that he's okay. not good. He's not a Got it.
1: Yeah. So if you, just looking at the trade calculator for 90 trading purposes, Lindsay has a greater 15.3 value, and Freeman's an 8.4, according to that. So 15.3 is uh, probably like a 107. one oh, hundred eight. wait. Let me just look here. Quick. Uh, okay, so a little higher. It's 105 range, 104. Yeah, so, yeah, okay, 105, 106 range is what Lindsay is currently valued at. And Freeman is probably like a 112, 201 range is what they're saying. So,
0: for, well, whatever that's going I get it. I get it. Let me uh, – this last question in the night, I promise. It's been an awfully long episode. it um, an awfully great one. I right, hope well, so. You are offered a trade for a team that you put in the lowest third of your dynasty league. So, they're a bottom four team. So it's not a great trade. i do not a good team. No, no, no. You, this is the team offering you this deal. They're going to send you their 2020 first, okay? Yeah. In exchange for Lindsay, straight up. Yes, sure 100%. You would take the In a
1: second, yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh my God. Okay. Why wouldn't you? Well, hold. I, it's I, a strong I'm trying to point. get you. I'm trying to get you to think about this. Let's say the returning champion offers you his 2020 pick, and he's loaded for bear again. Okay, If it were me, I would
1: deal Lindsay at that point because I don't value. It. I don't look at Lindsay who's an undrafted free agent, the same as, as a highly drafted player. And Freeman, even a third-round pick is not super highly drafted, but it's highly drafted enough. So at that point, if I, you know, keep in mind when we talk about Zach Stacey. Remember, he was a fifth-round pick. I really love Zach Stacey. He's just sold Zach Stacey for a 112 pitch or whatever in the year that he broke out. He was garbage after that. I'm not saying Lindsay is that, but he could end up being that. There's, there's Zach Stacy
0: didn't make a Pro Bowl but there's, there's probably a 30 40% chance that Lindsey ends up playing out. Yeah. Don't so, you think? What do you think? I don't know if it's that high, but there there certainly is a, a significant chance that, that he could. And obviously, this wrist injury is not going to help him at all. Uh, I am with you on this. I need to sell Lindsay. I would take a 2021st 20, 20 from anybody in the league. So, I'm ta- him? I do own him in one Dynasty League. So, why don't you just offer him to everybody own- in the league for, yeah, for either their first or this year or next year? Yeah, yeah it'll take you like four minutes. I'm totally going to do that. All right. Now we gotta end the show. because so I gotta do this. All right, going. All right, I wanna thank John Walter. Let me know if you an acceptance on that. Uh, I'll, let, I'll let you know. I wanna thank John Walter, Dave Gerzak, the FFPC, Rob Rice, and of course each and every one of you. We will be back next Friday at our normal 10 9 Central uh, time. Check out those maiden dynasties and 2019 best ball leagues at myffpc.com. Get in on the main event early bird. The uh, you know that's gonna expire in about two weeks. Get in on the Football Guys Early Bird where you get that free $35 credit just for joining the FFPC Football Guys Players Championship draft the team before uh, July 15th and and sign up before June 30th, and you'll get a free $35 team credit. We'll do that up to three times uh, for you this year. So take advantage of that. All right. So the next show we do, Dave, will be, by the way, after your birthday. Happy early birthday to you. And it will be after the series finale of Game of Thrones. Oh, thank goodness. And I know you don't like being put in these positions. Who but I, I'm going to put you in this position. Uh, Tyrion and Sansa. Well, oh, I wasn't going to say that. Are, you, are going to be on the, uh, any, are
1: going to be the head, ahead of it? Any
0: shocking predictions? Yeah, Jon Snow and Daenerys are dead, and Sansa and Tyrion are the ones
1: that are still alive. And they actually run the Seven Kingdoms properly. Because they're not complete... You know, hot-headed idiot. Was, and Jon Snow's just an idiot
0: in general. All right, he may be an idiot. You want to hear my bold prediction? Yeah, go ahead. I think Jon Snow kills Daenerys Targaryen. Well, that in, could be in the in the series finale, and Jon Snow rules over Seven I've heard that Bran was running the dragon. I'm Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Br- uh, Brant. Brandon, Crab, Brandon Stark, yeah. That, no, I heard that, that he wore it. Anyway, we're getting into the show. Thanks so, thanks so much for listening. Get in on the early bird's your weekend. This starts has been now. another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. That was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week.
1: We're on a steamer's even more so if we on tour, me and E explore the country, wondering about the evening before, trying to explain where the time went, while well, other rappers find a studio to grind in.
0: So, two things real quick. Um, that beer that I had you try, that was the Founders Mas Agave, uh, Agave, just came out. It's brewed with. Uh lime, sea salt, and agave, obviously. Is it a is Mexican beer? They age it. No, it, it's Founders is in Michigan, I believe. Oh. Um, But they age it tequila barrels. Oh, I nice. mean, that did not just taste like a margarita. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was really good. Just, it's really good. It's interesting beer. 10.0 ABV. Make sure you're not driving anywhere uh, tonight. I mean, I'm Yeah, I'm not. You, I mean, you're you're all, all home. Yeah, you're He's all set. Home. You're all set. So the last thing I want to say about Game of Thrones, do you remember that petition I told you about The people are really ticked off about um, this is the millennial mind, right, right, right. So, so there's a fishin' out there for season eight to be completely redone. Yeah, heard. Do you know how many signatures it's up to? Hundred thousand. Over three hundred thousand. People
1: signatures. are. ninety-eight
0: percent millennial. Well, I, I can't I, <laughs> I I can't speak to that. Generation X is like whatever, man. Yeah, I mean, I listen, I, I it's art. It's somebody else's Generation there. Why? Uh, no, I think technically I snuck in on the X's. Although, although uh, Troublemaker El Grande, <laughs> uh, this other guy, one of my buddies, he says that uh, we're actually millennials, which I don't. You're definitely he, not. He this showed me a cool. web. He showed me a website that that said that uh, I fell in the millennial, I um, which I never did. X and Y. I mean, you're what was why? have I've I've seen I've seen a lot of different things out there. X and Y. X, Y, and then again, the Troublemaker El Grande website was millennial, so. Wonderful. I don't identify with the millennial. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy Game of Thrones, everybody. Thanks so much for listening on a Thursday. We'll be back on Friday. Enjoy your weekend.